0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Friday. It's a gloomy Friday in New York, but the weather looks like how we feel. Hey, Claude, how you doing?
0: I'm good. I haven't looked outside yet, but you know what? I don't need to know. I don't need the weather to tell me how to feel because I'm depressed.
1: This is just actually one of my favorite types of weather days because it doesn't cast too much light into my apartment and I can catch a vibe like more easily than when the sun is reflecting on my mirrored dresser and then it's poking me in the eye and it's just problematic. So I just love a good cloud. I love when it rains in quarantine. I wonder if I'm the only one. that was a
0: dark that was a dark statement i like the weather it doesn't bring any light into my apartment
1: um why like who needs brightness when you're not trying to do anything i agree it's just it's facts man also like when you're sleeping in who wants the sunshine peering through the shades do you have blackout shades I do, but they don't encompass my whole window still, so I still get little slivers, which I like. I wouldn't want my room to be completely black or else I would never wake up. Yeah,
0: I used to have blackout shades, and it was bomb, but my apartment now, like you could see in the back, they're sheer. Um, I like it for like a few reasons, but I don't like it for a few reasons as well.
1: Yeah, I think being able to wake up like, like with the natural light is ideal, but sometimes you just want it to be dark as hell.
0: Totally, especially if you have a migraine.
1: Yeah, totally. So are you auditioning for Pretty Little Liars today? Is that what we're going for?
0: Yes, I'm auditioning for the role of the girl who hasn't washed her hair since Monday. And she um, didn't want to put any pomade in it to make it more oily, so she decided to cover her flyaways with her hood.
1: Very cool. So you're auditioning for the role of A, whoever A may be. I just saw a funny Pretty Little Liars TikTok.
0: I don't know if A had flyaways because she never took her... um, her hood off, but you know who did suffer from flyaways was Troy and Bellisario. and people tell me that I look like her, so maybe I'm auditioning for Spencer.
1: Perhaps. Also, maybe A, like, resorted to the hood in the first place because of the flyaways. And maybe she, she was, was embarrassed. So, maybe she was so embarrassed.
0: Um, I never watch a show, and I'm sure this is a loaded question, but, like, who ended up being A?
1: So I actually just saw a really funny TikTok about it last night, about how, like, most shows, it's, like, mystery, solution, and then they did this whole like funny thing with all these different um things that happened along the way of, like Spencer's A, Spencer's Twin is A, like Mona's A, uh, Ezra's A. It was really funny. So I guess everyone has a little bit of A in them.
0: Inspiring of
1: story. Mhm.
0: Beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: Well, we have a great show for you today because we have a lot to recap. We're recapping real housewives of Beverly Hills, Kardashians, and Too Hot to Handle. I finished the show yesterday. It was really enjoyable. It's like exactly my kind of show. And I liked that it was so short. They said that they were filming for a month, but that was not a month.
0: There was no way because for, like for the first few episodes, they just got there. And then the last few episodes, it's like, there's only a few days left.
1: Right. And I wasn't complaining, but um, that's just, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. You can't lie to me. You can't lie to me. Also, we did something so fun yesterday. And I don't say this often, I say it sometimes, but not every time. I think our most favorite Patreon video ever dropped yesterday. People are loving it. We did an All Steens on Deck Zoom happy hour and filmed it. Uh, We took a lot of your questions, which I moderated. It was just so funny. I rewatched the first 10 minutes and I was laughing so hard. It was like, painfully funny because it was like painful um so if you are looking for some extra premium content today check that out patreon.com slash the morning toast it's just going to open up a world of content for you and i'm jealous of the experience you're about to have yeah no it was really fun and it was like very sisterly very very sisterly those sisters they're they're really something you know those crazy kids crazy kids okay well I mean I don't have much else to say you know what I watched a little bit last night of the draft the NFL draft did you You catch it no Ben watched it I happened to be making dinner when it was turning eight o'clock so I was like you know what I want to see how they're doing it and I thought it was so well done it was not sad at all it was really cool um ESPN just did a great job of like Roger Goodell's basement to the all the players. Some of the players had the hats of the teams they were going to join already. So I thought it was really um, a lesson in how to do these things virtually, because it, I did not find it to be sad. I thought it I thought it was like really cool use of of technology.
0: I'm so happy for the players, you know, if I thought it was going to be sad. And if it's not, you're telling me it's not, then that's great. That means everyone had a good time. And that means we're getting better as a society. We are once again, striding towards betterness to, you know, turn out premium content because in the beginning of this quarantine, some of the shit I was seeing was a disgrace
1: disgrace and I mean it wasn't I'm sure it wasn't as great for them as if they had been in sin city sending it up but it it wasn't sad I can't like watch the NFL draft without thinking about the movie draft day which is like really one of my favorite movies and every time like a player got picked or didn't get picked I was just like it's because they didn't go to his birthday party because you know Kevin Costner knew like in order to be a teammate like you've got to throw down with the team and if the team doesn't want to throw down with you you're not going to be a good teammate yeah. If you haven't I, seen the movie draft day, you need to watch it. Like it tells you everything you need to know about the NFL draft.
0: When I watch the draft, I always think like, I can't tell if these people know that they're getting picked or they don't. Cause they're like never really surprised. But Ben says that they don't really know for sure.
1: Yeah. Because anything can happen on draft day. And that's the moral of the story of the movie draft day. It's like, you think, you know, you think you could be the best quarterback like in the league, but no one came to your birthday party and Kevin Costner figured that out. And you don't know that that's like a red flag for him
0: devastating if that were the case then I would lose because nobody ever comes to my birthday parties
1: yeah no you would I don't know if Kevin Costner would pick you but yeah. congrats to all the players who were drafted fabulousness looking Lots forward to an exciting changed. looking forward to an exciting future of football for you Joe Burrow congrats number one pick
0: yeah Ben was talking about him like all night and he's
1: hot Oh my God, I did something so funny last night that I should have filmed, but I didn't even think of it. When Zach was like washing up for bed and I was laying in the bed, I was on Twitter and I saw these like trending topics about who was picked, who wasn't picked, some of like the controversies. And I was just like, Oh my God, can you believe that like Green Bay drafted a quarterback when they have Aaron Rodgers? I was just quoting these headlines verbatim. Is it true? He would say, Yeah, no, it was true, but I was just like trying to have um, an intellectual sports conversation with him. He thought I was live streaming him, but I wasn't. And it was really funny.
0: Devastating news for Aaron Rodgers.
1: Well, I mean, it's just like a little shot day, but see, crazy things are happening in the draft. Makes you think. Makes you think. Also, speaking speaking of virtual content, I saw that Saturday night live is doing another like Saturday night from home. And I, I don't really know why, but
0: yeah. Um, I watched Watch What Happens Live last night, and I know I came on here yesterday and was like raving about the episode with Erica and, and Meghan McCain. And maybe it's because Meghan McCain does like a virtual show every day. She like knows when to speak. It's really only speak when spoken to. That's like how our Patreon was last night. Um, but something about last night's episode was so messy. Like Wendy McClinton had the worst Wi-Fi connection. She looked so blurry. She yeah. Kept talking over everyone. Like, it, And then her and Andy would both try to talk, and they would be like, uh, uh, no, you go. Like, it was really bad. Really not good.
1: Well, you know what? We don't watch a lot of these virtual at-home shows, but apparently that's something that a lot of people are struggling with, like talking over each other. I watched both episodes of Watch What Happens Live because you raved about the other one, and I did want to see Leah McSweeney, and I I liked them both. Um, I agree the quality was better. Meghan McCain is a pro. The View has actually – you know what? I watched a clip of The View – an episode from last week or something, and it was actually more enjoyable because the women are not able to talk over each other, and you just hear one person at a time, and I thought it was really good for them.
0: I read in The Hollywood Reporter for the first time in eight years, The View has outbeat Ellen in ratings. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's
1: pretty cool.
0: I also watched – What did I watch virtually that I wanted to... Oh, somebody posted a clip of um, the Seth Meyers show having John Mulaney on. He, like, John Mulaney during quarantine is, like, started to watch Real Housewives of New York, and I guess I thought that would be, like, a funny bit. Now, I understand that I maybe not... Like, John Mulaney has a very specific brand of comedy, and people, like, die for him. And admittedly, like, I don't really get the whole shtick, but I think he's funny, obviously. This was, like... And someone posted in the toasters, and people were, like, living for it, and I literally never been more bored in my whole life. They also were having problems with the... Oh, oh! oh oh! and then like John Mulaney thought he was being so funny about how housewives like makes him miss 71st and third like it was not funny like if if a if a male comedian is watching season one real housewives of New York like that is comedy gold like there's so much there and I just like didn't think it was funny like
1: maybe it was the format I just wasn't into it he was like sitting in this kid's bedroom it was not good hmm, okay like I should check it out but I know that I won't especially since you're saying it's not good yeah. um I'm all set. I'd rather just watch Real Housewives because last night's episode was some of the greatest of all time. Yeah, this week between Beverly
0: Hills, Kardashians, New York, um, I don't really include Pump Rules because it's like turning into a bad show, but it's been really premium, like three out of three.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, but I think it's time to just get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast.
0: And that's true, Jackie, but I think I have something to say. Is that okay with you? Sure. So, the gyms are closed, right? But you want to stay active and get fit? Sign up for Daily Burn at DailyBurn.com and give at home workouts a try for 30 days. It's free. If you want motivation, Daily Burn's professional trainers have plenty to spare. If you hate training alone, you can join a group session every weekday. There's a program that fits your needs and your fitness levels, and you can get your 30 day free trial. Sign up at Daily Burn now at DailyBurn.com. Sign up for Daily Burn at dailyburn.com you can get fit, have fun and repeat with dailyburn at dailyburn.com/toast. I think that Daily Burn is fabulous. Um and I like doing a group session. Um Margo actually inspired me. She said she did like a workout with her friends over FaceTime and it was like so fun and then they took it to like a formal class on Daily Burn and she said it was so fun and I did um a group training session and it was really fun. Like it makes it more enjoyable.
1: Yeah, it does. But then sometimes you want the one-on-one. I love that they have both. I'm loving switching up all of my different workouts at home. And Daily Burn has been fabulous. So make sure to go to dailyburn.com. Love it. Sign on. Get your Daily Burn. Okay, first story. Wait, wait, um, I, have I'm just, I have a code. I have a code. I have a code. shit.
0: Dailyburn.com slash toast. Get yourself 30 days free. Only if you use dailyburn.com
1: slash toast. Sweet. Okay, sign on. Get your Daily Burn. First story, uh, we're just going to get right into it, into an argument this morning because Taylor Swift is back on the IG story, um, letting everyone know that Scooter and Big Machine are hosting an album of hers without her permission. This is what she said. Hey, guys. I want to thank my fans for making me aware that my former record label is putting out a, quote, album of live performances of mine tonight. This recording is from a 2008 radio show performance I did when I was 18. Big Machine has listed the date as a 2017 release, but they're actually releasing it tonight at midnight. I'm always honest with you guys about this stuff, so I just wanted to tell you that this release is not approved by me. It looks to me like Scooter Braun and his financial backers, 23 Capital, Alex Soros and the Soros family, and the Carlyle Group, have seen the latest balance sheets and have realized that paying $330 million for my music wasn't exactly a wise choice and they need money. Crying face. Crying laughing face. In my opinion, just another case of shameless greed in the time of coronavirus. So tasteless, but very transparent. Wait, I don't know why we're going to disagree. I think this is hilarious.
0: Um, What's hilarious about it? Well, I think that it's sh- like... Whenever Taylor releases something, like, obviously her fans listen to it because they love her and they listen to it. But it's also, like, you're showing an act of support. Like, you support, you buy albums, you stream. like, And so if something came out that people just assumed was Taylor's album, like, they would buy stream support because it's hers. But she just wanted everyone to know, like, I had absolutely nothing to do with this.
1: But I think everybody does know that anything that was, like, before the Lover era that she had to part with when she left Big Machine, we all know that, like, they were thinking of doing re-release it, like, that this could be done. Like, that was yeah, part of the deal, of the business deal that was made between them. In 2020,
0: like, a new album comes out, like, with Taylor's name on it. Like, not everyone would assume that Taylor didn't approve it.
1: No, but I think at this point, like, we very much know that there is a break in her work. And some people own one piece of it, and she owns the other piece. And when it comes to all that earlier stuff, like, she does not own that. If, if I heard a record of her singing on a 2008 radio station show, like, I'm like, oh, this has Big Machine written all over it. Well, that also begs the question, like,
0: who thought that this was a good idea like let's say they are trying to like make money like use the stuff that they bought to generate some sort of revenue to make back the 330 mil like what radio performance is going to break the bank
1: yeah i have no idea also i went to spotify this morning i didn't see anything that was like record like a new album by taylor swift so i wonder if they just like stopped the project
0: Yeah. I mean, it's obvious what the point of her Instagram story was, because I'm sure if she hadn't posted anything, like, it would have performed better in streams, in sales, than it would now that people know that, like, she doesn't approve it. And she's basically in no – she's not mincing words. She's saying, don't buy it, don't stream it, like, I didn't approve this. Um, And I'm here for it. Yeah.
1: But there is no album, unless – Oh, I don't know. It was supposed, to, she said they're releasing it tonight at midnight. And it not, I didn't see any, unless it's not on Spotify. But
0: yeah, I, I mean, I hadn't even heard of it. Like, I haven't, and I'm like, you know, in, I have a Tumblr, like I'm in the Taylor s- circuit. Um, and I didn't see any rumors about an alleged album, but I'm sure she did some research.
1: She do not she doesn't, oh, of just course. Put on
0: her Instagram oh, story. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, uh, oh, I'm sure like there, there was something happening, but maybe it's just not happening anymore, or maybe it's like postponed.
0: Do you think that $330 million was too much money to pay for her six albums?
1: I don't know how, like, music money works. Me neither. But that seems like what she – Honestly, I feel like her catalog would be worth even more than that, you know? But like she,
0: How do you make your money back on $330 million of songs that you bought? Just, like, hoping people stream it?
1: No. Like, also getting songs in commercials, getting songs in movies, you know, uh, just – yeah, people still are buying albums, et cetera. Re releasing songs from a live show in 2008. Like,
0: yeah. And they've been doing like a few shady things. Like, they released like a limited edition vinyl of Taylor's, you know, first single, Tim McGraw, which a lot of like real fans would genuinely want, but the hard- diehards didn't buy it because it's a big machine. And then they also, I've actually, I listened to a Spotify playlist called, um, the Taylor Swift catalog. And they have like every album ever put out. And that includes like weird albums. And there's like a big machine release of Speak Now where like Taylor talks to some woman at the beginning. It's really annoying. I don't know if that's new from the big machine drama or it existed before, but I've only recently noticed it.
1: Yeah, you know what I noticed on the Quarantine's playlist? I think it's like a Brett Young album. It says on the cover, like a big machine release. Like it was something special different than, than the initial album release. So maybe that's just something that they do.
0: Yeah, I just don't know the timeline of it. But I I assume that was an opportunity to make money. I just, the music industry is so confusing, especially with streaming. And there are so many artists who are so rich. But like Taylor's rich, obviously, from her music. But like from merch, from tour, from so much other stuff. Like I don't know how songs generate revenue, especially when Taylor still makes money on them because she's the songwriter on almost every song or every song. So songwriters always make money no matter who the label is is so I don't know it's very confusing
1: yeah it is confusing but honestly that 2008 live album sounds like really great right now (laughs) I know
0: I will I will pirate it
1: for sure that's totally the vibe I'm going for you know like those are actually the songs that I have um like for the quarantine like it's not like I have reputation songs that I'm listening to it's really like fearless speak now oh yeah of
0: course I actually um I don't know whether it was, like, Taylor's Instagram story that, like, pushed me into this spiral last night where I watched um, Miss Americana documentary again. I haven't seen it since we all saw it in theaters, and I actually had, like, such an appreciation. I don't think I ever said thank you to Margo, who, like, in advance, like, bought tickets. Like, we had such a good night. Like, we got to see Miss Americana in theaters at IPick. Like, it was only, like, a 30-person theater, so I needed to text her. Thank you. Um, And I watched the documentary again, and I totally forgot about that song, Only the Young, that she, like, wrote for the documentary.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good that's one. A good song. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready for our next story? hmm Because Ariana Grande is lashing out at degrading TikTok impersonators. Oh my
0: god. There's two. They come up on my fucking this girl Gabby, and that's the girl that was in the Break Up with your boyfriend video. So Ariana kind of like gave in a little bit, and then this other girl, Paige.
1: No, she's not really talking about just like the two big culprits. She, this is what she posted, and then of course deleted it because that's the Ari way. She said, "Oh my God, can this please? <laughs> can this please also double as your impression of the ponytail TikTok girls who think doing the cat Valentine voice and that wearing winged eyeliner and a sweatshirt is doing a good impersonation of me? Because this really, because ha- this really, how it feels. Crying, sad emoji, like not laughing, sad." quote, degrading its entire value, I screamed. So she was replying or like going off of this other uh, meme that's called like Impressions of a Meme, uh, which was by a creator named um, Jordan Firstman that like degrade, this is what it said. Uh, The video where he calls out meme creators who recontextualize and assign, quote, a completely arbitrary meaning to a moment the original creator, quote, loves so much, kind of like degrading its entire value. Got it. Okay. So
0: it really sounds like Ariana's speaking directly to this girl page. Like she wears her hair permanently in, in Ari's high pony and she wears eyeliner and she does like little um, voiceovers to Kat from t- from Victoria. It's like, but a line on the moon. Oh, whoa, I'm on the moon. Like it's so that was good. Yeah, I know. I've been watching wait, one too many page videos, and all the comments are like, get your own identity. And they're like being so mean to this girl, but it's so illusory.
1: Yeah. And I think also for Ariana Grande, like when it's like everyone's about to do an impression of her, and I feel like she's had a good um, a good attitude about the sweatshirt hand impressions, like Ariana Grande at Thanksgiving, Ariana Grande washing her hands. Like she can make fun of herself. But like when every time someone goes to do an Ariana Grande impression, it's from a character from t- like, 12 years ago who I don't think she relates to at all she's so much more than that like truly she's a global pop star icon so I do think it is quote degrading its entire value when you just are like oh I'm Ariana Grande I'm gonna be cat. no totally and wear like
0: red fiery red hair yeah totally I respect I
1: respect I just think and I, like, I, I, understand like, she, goodness, I understand why I understand why she's weird I understand why she said that, but then I also understand why she deleted it, because she's really only talking to, like, two people, and they're yeah. just not worth her time.
0: No, she's talking to two people, and one of them has, like, the Ariana Grande seal of approval, because Ariana put her in that music video, so uh, the other is just, like, washed up, and it's obviously about her.
1: Yeah. Um, that's really funny, though. I'm sure it gets so annoying for her.
0: Um, she yeah, weirdly, I mean- like,
1: see- she weirdly sees everything about herself on the internet, like, she is so she's famous. Her phone away. She's got to put her phone away. She's got to put, put her phone away. Like how do her wrists not hurt like mine? I feel like she's yeah. a small-wristed girl. I- well, so yesterday I
0: watched, I've been talking about my YouTube channel, um, YouTube app on my TV and it's been really inspirational and they've been suggesting new stuff for me, which is so nice like they know what I want. And yesterday I actually watched the 3-hour um One Love Manchester concert, which was like a weird and dark thing to do, but I don't remember ever seeing it in full, and I just have to say it was Fabulous. Like, it was really inspiring. And, like, Ariana really put that show on her shoulders. And she's, like, so lethal in so many ways. Like, obviously physical, but I just feel like she's, like, lethal in general. And it was, like, a really brave thing for her to do. And, like, she literally carried the show. Like, she literally came out with every single person, like, sang their songs, did her songs. And then, like, at the beginning of the show, the middle of the show, the end of the show. And it was really fabulous. And I just, like, forget about that moment in time where so many people, like, dropped what they were doing within a week's notice, like, showed up for this concert. And, like, it wasn't sad. Like, they had a lot of stars.
1: Yeah. No, it was amazing. Yeah. She's a great gal.
0: You know, she is a great gal. And then I was remembering, like, how we talk about her so much on this show, but I don't really feel like – because she's done so much since that awful thing happened, but, like, that's so much a part of who she is, and I feel like I don't give her enough grace given what she went through, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to be a little bit more graceful.
1: And, like, she's been through even, like, so much more than that, you know, with, yeah, like, Mac Miller, and she's just – she's one tough cookie.
0: And Mac Miller – came out and performed, and they performed The Way together, and then this other song, and, like, it was just so cute. Like, the whole concert was making me cry, like, for more than one reason.
1: Right. Oh, my God. That's really sweet. Okay. Next up, Ricky Gervais is slamming celebs who lecture, quote, normal nobodies about coronavirus. I literally love Ricky Gervais so much. Brought to you by Scentbird.
0: If you're ready to make a lasting impression, Scentbird can help you discover your signature scent or keep things fresh with new fragrances from brands including Dolce & Gabbana, Tom Ford, Versace and more. Scentbird is a monthly monthly luxury perfume and cologne subscription service with over 600 designer brands just choose the fragrance you want to try and they'll send you a 30-day supply in a travel-friendly refillable case to help you find the perfect scent you can sort their extensive collection by brand style occasion season and more plus they have products that go beyond fragrance like skincare wellness and makeup from best-selling brands like kopari glam glow glow recipe tart and so many more Scentbird is the definition of everything of the sort. I have been, smell- been started calling me stinky just because, like, I've been taking showering more as like an elective than a required course, and having scentbird just like a little spritz in my hair really helps me from washing my hair more than once a week.
1: I love scentbird and stinky. You gotta get some more. <laughs> Get thirty percent
0: off your first month today. That's only ten dollars for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com/steen and use our promo code STEEN for thirty percent off your first month. That means your first perfumer cologne is just ten dollars. Again, that's s c e n t b i r d dot com slash steen to sign up and use the promo code STEEN S T E E N. Sign on.
1: Sign smell on. Amazing. Smell amazing. Ugh, I love scentbird so much. It's Everything of the sort, really, just like you said. Okay, Ricky Gervais is slamming celebs just like we needed him to do, just like he's best at. British funny man Ricky Gervais again lashed out at multimillionaire celebs in a new interview for lecturing, quote, normal nobodies during the coronavirus outbreak. He targeted the Wonder Woman actress Gal Gadot and a crew of other A-listers such as Will Ferrell and Mark Ruffalo for their viral cover of John Legend's Imagine. He said on BBC radio, quote, that Imagine video, it's not that bad. They're probably very nice people. It was an awful rendition, but they might have been doing it for good reasons, to help these normal nobodies. But they're going, quote, my film's coming out, but I'm not on telly. I need to be in the public eye, not all of them, but some of them. You can see in their eye, you could see it in their eye, quote, I could cry at the beauty of my personality. I'm just so beautiful for doing this. And everyone sees that. We get it.
0: So true, and I feel like this is exactly what we were saying yesterday. Like, someone could see this, what Ricky Gervais said, as like a little hypocritical because he himself is a celebrity. But to me, there's such a delineation between celebrities and comedians, and comedians really are able to comment and like critique what's going on in the world from like a third party perspective. They kind of forget that they're like rich and famous sometimes. And I love Ricky Gervais, and that's the kind of energy he brought when he hosted the Golden Globes, and that's the kind of energy he's always bringing, like a self aware celebrity. And that's a rarity. That's like seeing a, you know, an exotic tiger.
1: Yeah. He said for start, you won't hear me complain. Not when there's United Kingdom National Health Service nurses doing 14 hour shifts and frontline workers carrying on and risking their health. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I go for walks on Hampstead Heath and we've got a garden. Ooh, Garden sounds nice. He said that privileged superstars don't have a right to preach to the general public during the crisis. Hear, hear. Here, here. I love him. I've just been loving him more and more, um, except for the invention of lying. But yeah. but it must be nice for him because he's kind of um, created this, like, space for himself
0: where he really, like, doesn't get backlash because his whole shtick is, like, about backlash.
1: Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. Okay, next story is like really crazy because Peter Krause is back in the news and he's like explaining the whole situation of what happened when he was not The Bachelor. He went on Ben and Ashley I's podcast and did a wide-ranging interview and it's just spilling the tea. So here's here it is. Peter said he rejected producers three times before flying out to LA for a, quote, formal discussion about becoming The Bachelor. Quote, I told the producers I had started to talk to someone and they said, Are you guys in a relationship? I said, No. And they said, Would you be willing to leave that or exit that? I wasn't sure. It was really hard for me and I couldn't say I would for sure get in an engagement at the end of the show. It wasn't that I knew for a fact that I didn't want to. It was more that I couldn't promise them that I would and I didn't want to be forced to do it if I said yes to the show. When the topic of compensation came up, Peter remembered telling producers, quote, Well, I make considerably more than that already per year why would I give up the rest of my life of being Peter the bachelor and no longer just Peter for the amount of money that isn't life changing? We all agreed it wouldn't make sense to pay a lot of money because you're no longer doing it for the right reasons at that point, he said. He denied that the paycheck played a major factor in his decision, instead outlining a number of more personal changes he wanted to see come to fruition on the show. This is interesting. This is what he wanted if he was the bachelor that he didn't get. Quote, I wanted to be able to spend more time with people individually. I wanted to be able to just go into the house and see people in their natural habitat so that way it didn't feel like they were putting on a show for me. It was more like this is who you actually are when you're unsuspecting of where I'm at. He also requested relationship counseling for myself and the top four or five girls during the process so that we could work things out on a deep level. Then I wanted continued support for myself and that person that I chose after the fact because I saw the pressure that Brian and Rachel were put under, and I thought it was extremely unfair. He said that in the end, the producers could not compromise, but he has no regrets about the experience. He is, however, still looking for answers as to why just days before filming began for Bachelor Winter Games, producers texted him and said he was no longer part of the cast. He never found out why he guessed that it was because Ari Ari was the bachelor at the time. And because I was the guy that could have been the bachelor, maybe they just didn't want the conversation to be had. They just wanted to nip it in the bud, which I get. He also said he would not go on bachelor in paradise because the women from, who are coming up are just too young and he's looking to date someone over 30 and really like find a partner. Interesting. Kelly. Kelly.
0: I mean, like, you know, when you're going through something like this, like in real time, all we wanted was answers. Like why Peter, Prince of His Promise, like we wanted so much. And now we're like literally being it's, like served up on a platter, all the answers. And like, part of me just doesn't care. Like it's too little, too late. Like we've had so many seasons since the Peter debacle. It's like, I can't even be bothered to care. But if I were to care, what I would say was like, Peter sounded like he was being like way too demanding, like relax with your couple's counseling and, um, like restructuring the whole show. Like at the end of the day, it was probably all about money. Peter didn't really want it. But if someone offers me 500 grand, all right, I'll do it. No shade to Peter. Like money's important. And so is your livelihood that you're leaving behind. Like you built this gym, like you built this life in Wisconsin. I totally respect it. But I'm sure it mostly had to do with the money.
1: I think it was probably everything. Like, it doesn't seem like they could agree on one point. Also, what's funny is we wanted all these answers, but now reading this, it's like, oh, it's exactly kind of what I thought, like the vibe of like not wanting to get engaged, like not like not being enough money, like just not enough incentive to even do this. Um, but all this stuff about like couples counseling and wanting to spend more time with the girls, it was like, that's kind of crazy that that's really why he didn't do it. Like that that would be so important to him. That, that's how t- seriously he took this.
0: It's also funny how... Far, we've come in a sense where, like, when Peter wanted to be the bachelor, um, not getting engaged was like not an option, and now we like went off two consecutive seasons where nobody got engaged.
1: Well, it's kind of three because of Hannah and Jed, they got engaged, but like, oh, yeah, if be not
0: now. It's like getting engaged is a rarity, so Peter actually yeah. could have been a
1: great bachelor. I feel like he could still, I mean, look at Ari, you know, look at Nick Vial. I feel like they could call on him for look at Claire Crawley, he could be the bachelor eventually, and they'll pick women who are appropriate for him and that like could still be in the cards. It could be because Claire Carly is almost 40, right? And so is Peter. Yeah. Peter's 35. I think Claire's 35 or 36. Cute. Yeah. Cute. I mean, I just, I still love him. Like of course. he's, he's just so great. He's the prince so, who was promised. I just like can't believe that he really just went back to life. Like, like nothing ever happened
0: he's, like, one of the few people who have, like, acted like fame wasn't what they wanted. And they were just, like, nominated for the show by a friend. And he's, like, the only person after Bachelor fame, like, who has proven to me that he was really not there for the fame and was genuinely nominated by a friend. Yeah. Like, Like, everyone totally. says that. And then they're making TikTok house crews, you know? 100%.
1: Yeah, or or sometimes you can't help like, oh my god, I have all these Instagram followers. I need to sell tea. Like I need to sell this. Like I'm gonna make all this money. Oh wow, I'm making all this money from Instagram. Why would I keep my job where I work so hard and I don't make money? So, like you kind of stumble into it. So it's not even like you're a good or a bad person for doing that. But he just like said no to all of it. All of it. He's a cool dude. Okay. Fifth and final story, just like a little Kardashian news before we get into our recap. Kanye West took his kids to Wyoming to let Kim Kardashian have a break, says a source. So um, they have been taking turns caring for the kids. A source is telling People Magazine about how the Kardashian Wests are going through quarantine. If studying to become a lawyer and running multiple businesses wasn't already a full plate, KKW has also been raising her four kids while practicing social distancing indoors. The reality star and her husband, Kanye, have been alternating family responsibilities for their children, according to a source who tells people, quote, it's a huge chaos with all their kids at home. Quote, Kanye escapes to his office for a work break. He also let Kim have a break last week when he took some of the kids to Wyoming. They have been taking turns caring for the kids. I feel like some people might think that this is weird, that they're not really all quarantined together as a family, but I think it's genius.
0: Yeah, I'm curious if they have live-in staff who they let go home. Like, I know they have multiple nannies. Are they working
1: I think that some families who have staff or nannies, like I don't think everyone is working, but they're definitely not doing it completely alone. Like if they live in, if they're living in the house, um, they might just still be working.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that's against like protocol for social distancing. Like if you have a live in staff, like they can stay.
1: Yeah. As long as they hadn't left and came back. But if everyone quarantined together, like then we're just quarantining as a family.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, hold on. I need to yell at my husband to stop coughing. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Is he okay? Sorry about that. Always. with <clears throat> All night last night. It was just fucking drives me nuts. I'm cracking. Yeah.
1: I understand. I understand. Well, that's why, like, you could have been like him and Kanye and uh, – Quarantined separately in separate states, switching off with the kids. Like you take Theo for one week. Oh my God, precious angel man, lovey boy. I miss him so much. That's what the show has been missing. He's in the love sack. That's what the show has been missing. Like our third co-host. He used to be there every day, snoring through every story. And now it's just the two of us. He's Hi, Angel. Hi, Theodora. He turned around for the show.
0: He needs a bath. That's what I'm going to do right after yeah, this. He, he went out looks in the rain. A
1: little. He looks a little. Ben texted me,
0: sorry, I was choking.
1: <laughs> Don't do oh, it again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Come for you. Um, I just love the Kardashians. Like, I just am so happy for them. Like, I just hope they're quarantining okay. I thought last night's episode was great. It's fabulous.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's so – it's nice if you can get it, you know? Like a farm Faragemen yeah, vibe and a Calabasas vibe. Let's dive into
0: the Kardashians recap, which will be our entire TV recap segment, which is brought to you by Betterment. It can be hard to know how to reach your financial goals, even in the best times. Betterment, Betterment is here to help you reach those goals and make the most of your money from the cash you save for tomorrow and the money you invest for retirement. How? While investing involves risk, Betterment is, is designed to take care of the hard stuff and help you do what's right with your money. First, they'll ask you some questions about what you're saving for and then build you a portfolio based on your needs. Then they'll provide ongoing expert guidance in the app itself to help you make smart decisions with your money. They can give you advice on accounts you don't have with Betterment. They'll help you stay on track for your goals with tax-saving features and easy-to-use tools like automatic deposits. And you get everything for one of the lowest fees in the industry. Since 2010, Betterment has helped half a million people manage more than $18 billion of their money. Download the Betterment app from Google Play or the Apple App Store to get started today
1: love it sweet sign on get better mint
0: um keeping up with the kardashians it was the birthday week i did i always forget there's like always like a a month where like there's a cluster of events like a million parties and it seems like the kardashians are everywhere and then they like disappear and do it all again a year later and i guess that happens in november the end of october early november because we started with kendall's party and just um they weren't like really filming they were just like showing all the rich people who were there. But what I did find fascinating was that Kylie threw the whole party for Kendall, which I'm assuming means she paid for it.
1: Yeah. But also Kylie just has like a an imagination about her where she's just capable of throwing fabulous parties that other people don't seem capable of doing.
0: Right. Like having cocktail waitresses dressed as Kendall from the Met Gala. Like inspired.
1: Inspired. Um, I like that they showed us like a little bit of the party. I didn't expect, you know, to get like confessionals from Hailey Bieber, But it was cool to be there. I loved this episode. Like, it had everything and very little Courtney, which was just what made it so great. Like, even Chloe's egg freezing journey, which feels like, you know, a contrived storyline, but I definitely do think she's freezing her eggs, and this is something that's very top of mind for her. And I love that, like, Tristan is her sperm donor. I think, they're like, the way that they're communicating and co-parenting is so cute. And I do have a little bit of a ship for them. Yeah, I didn't think it
0: was a contrived storyline. I just definitely felt like – they put so much content about it in this episode, probably due to the fact that Chloe's like one of the only sisters who actually fucking films. So like they had no choice but to include it. But it was like a little, it was just a little much like there was just a lot of it in the episode. But I like Chloe and I'm happy for her. And like, I'm glad she's getting her fertility health in check.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad that she has options and like that she can has, can do what she want and make the choice that she wants to make that she thinks is best for her family. Um, I love that they planned that birthday for Corey. I thought that that was so nice. I love Corey. Like he – I think he's so great. I think he's the perfect like stepdad guy for them. And I did, did we ever see that fight at that restaurant where he said like, I'm not your dad, like I'm more of your peer? So it's kind of weird. Yes. Yeah, that was the, so uncomfortable. I barely remember it.
0: Yeah, there's always been there's been a few episodes with like weirdness with Corey, with like the kid smacking thing, and they never really like come to a conclusion. So I don't know if they don't like Corey, but I think there's definitely like a separation in Chris's life. Like he doesn't come to every meal like most partners do. So no, but I like I
1: feel bad like. For Chris. These days, I feel like right now in present time, I think things are really good. Like remember before the queue, like Kylie was out with Corey and her friends all the time. Like Corey was always taking them places. I think Kylie really likes Corey. I think the girls are probably just more skeptical of him because he's their age. How would you feel if your mom was dating someone your age?
0: Yeah. And do you feel my call? Like when I was watching him on the plane, he, it's like, you know how like you start to look like the person you're dating. He has like started to age himself. Like he's a little bit of a dad bod, like a gray beard. And he was just like sitting with his tequila. And I'm like, you know what? You actually look like an age appropriate man for Chris Jenner right now.
1: I thought the same thing at a different point when they were like in Napa. I was just like, he's getting older and more like her age
0: he's embracing it where I feel like maybe normally he would like shave his beard if it's turning gray, but I think he just wants to look more Chris Jenner speed and it's working.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think everything about them is working. Maybe there's like, there must be, if the girls don't like him, there's obviously stuff that we don't see. Um, but I just want Chris to be happy. She deserves it like after her lifetime of everything that she's been through and this is it for her. So I'm glad that the girls, um, did something and surprised him, but it was like really sad when they weren't invited to the dinner because like Chris probably assumed that they wouldn't want to be there. And then it was like too little too late, but it made me really want to go to Napa. I mean, also I think this show is so great. Obviously like we love them. We love their family, blah, blah, blah. Like it's so glamorous, but I think like just the way that they spend their money, it like just makes everyone like so eager to just give them all of our money. It's like, wow, you're living the life that you dream. Yeah.
0: That trip to Napa looked so fun. And you could tell Chris was so happy. Like obviously she gets drunk at any winery, but I just really felt like she was like so happy that like it's obviously something that's like been an issue and it was like finally coming together and it was like her kids and her boyfriend. And, like she just looked like she was happy and having so much fun. I don't really know why Courtney came. If she was going to like sulk the whole time, but I was glad that she was there because Kim doesn't drink. And like, that's like the one thing I just like can't with Kim. So I was glad Chloe had someone to drink with.
1: Yeah. And Chris. Yeah. And
0: and Kim flew, I think, straight from Sonoma to Houston for the Rodney Reed um meeting, which that whole thing, I can't believe they got so much of it on camera. Like it's such a historic moment. Like I just I thought it was fabulous. I love the way Kim looked. And when they went to McDonald's, oh my God, that was literally the best moment ever. Like those girls behind the the window were so cute and like screaming and i love how they knew that there was someone famous in the back seat.
1: Well, so you could see like, first of all, I think the windows were very tinted. I think in the two front seats were like security guard looking people. I think it's really a quiet McDonald's in Houston. They probably don't get escalates coming through. And by the way, there was probably more than one escalade because you have the camera crew and like, they probably just like saw this motorcade and were like, Oh, there's definitely someone famous in there when the re- window rolled down and those, there was like a pause and then they freaked out. I think that was the best moment of reality television I've ever seen in my life. It was so pure. And like him just wanting an Oreo McFlurry extra Oreos, like after coming off of like saving someone's life, it was just like the best thing I've ever seen. Like my heart was full and warm. That's the
0: thing. It really highlighted like the, ju- what's the word? Like the, the diversity, not diversity, but it's like, Kim does it all. Like, she goes to McDonald's, she meets the fans, she goes to court, she goes to the White House, she's in law school. Like, it was just like a full circle moment of all things Kim, and she was like, so cute. And you know, it says a lot about, and that was like a lot of um, the topic in Armenia, like, how you interact with your fans, like, says a lot about you. And I have now fallen into an algorithm on TikTok, because I guess I like, watched and liked a few videos of like, celebrities being mean to fans, and it's literally- all that comes up on my TikTok now and I kind of love it because it's really interesting to see like who takes the time to like
1: stop talk and take a picture and who doesn't and I just thought Kim was so gracious like and I expected nothing less she is so gracious and I feel like I'm sure sometimes like in Armenia like it's not ideal to be meeting the fans all the time but I think she got so much out of that exchange like as much as those girls did who are like taking pictures that was so cute and I feel like another celebrity just might have been like don't roll down the window like say no one's in here you know like but she's just so sweet she's just sweet as sugar
0: she's sweet as sugar and like that little high pony hair moment was so cute um then we get back to calabasas and what happens more fertility stuff it was actually feel like I was learning a lot like you can only see the fertility of an egg once it's made into an embryo but then I was thinking like Obviously, just make it into an embryo. Like, you have Tristan. But then, remember that whole court drama with Sofia Vergara where her and her ex-husband, like, had embryos, and he literally, like, sued her for them, and he was going to be able to, like, have a baby with her without her actual permission? And then that made me think, like, you never know what's going to happen with Tristan. Like, don't make an
1: embryo. No, but it sounds like she's thought of all legal possibilities, and she's making him sign paperwork that says, these are not your eggs, these are my embryos, you are not the father, you are a sperm donor, and he's just like, okay.
0: Yeah, it's, like, obvious that he's – desperate to just get back with her like whether that means having to have another kid or just like do whatever and part of me really likes him and like thinks he's kind of pathetic in all the ways that he just tries so hard but then like once I'm thinking of him as pathetic an image flashes into my mind of him trying to make out with Jordan Woods and then I feel like he's less pathetic
1: yeah no it's it's bad but you know what it's like these are True's mom and dad and like if True's gonna have a sibling and Chloe needs sperm like and Chloe's not in a relationship with someone else like then I I completely understand why she's doing what she's doing
0: yeah, and I respect Chloe's decision to want True to have the same parents as her sibling or True's sibling.
1: Yeah, but I think like that Sophia Vergara situation can happen because Chloe is making him sign all of the paperwork. But it's a cautionary tale to women everywhere. Yeah, that was really crazy. So uh, funny. anything else that happened this episode? We got a little bit of Rob. Oh yes, he looked good. Yeah, he's like really cute. And you can tell like everyone is so happy. Also, we got to see Kim uh, plan Chris's birthday surprise. And it was just the cutest thing. It was the cutest thing when we saw it on Instagram. And we didn't get much more than we already saw. Um, But we got a reminder that Kim is a precious gem and she's sweet as sugar. And it was really such a great episode. And I saw a headline this morning that was like so annoying. That was like, Courtney makes her return to Kim keeping up with the Kardashians. I was like, it was two episodes. Uh.
0: It's really interesting to see how Courtney acts when she's on camera but not filming. So like, she wasn't really, um, like, miked or anything at Chris's birthday party. And she just, like, has this, like, mug on her face. Like, she's always, like, disappointed. And it's, even when everyone was, like, crying and, like, joyful with the wallpaper, she literally just had this, like, smug. Like, she's just so unhappy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I'm glad that we're just seeing less of it. I thought it was such a good, good episode. Like, really so enjoyable. Me too. It had it all. It had it all. Um, speaking of enjoyable episodes, uh, Real Housewives of New York.
0: Yes, um, Real Housewives of New York. We finished up the night in the Hamptons with Ramona <laughs> at Ramona's house. And honestly, like, for a Housewives fan who's had to deal with, like, Ramona's abhorrent behavior, particularly in other people's houses, for years. And I realized, like, Ramona's had this house in the Hamptons forever, but she's never had all the women over. Like, she had Sonia come, like, a million times, like, sometimes during the stays, but she's never had, like, a formal weekend at her house where the cameramen were always at, you know? Um, And I kind of know why, because she's such a poor house guest like imagine how people would would be in her house and we got to see all the women like be the worst version of themselves in Ramona's house and like to be honest like it's retribution like I understand she was upset and if it was anyone else I would have agreed with her like look what they did to her house like there's a champagne bottle in the pool but you know what like sorry remember when you ripped the paint off of Dorinda's fucking sconces
1: yeah. But also they didn't like do permanent damage. So there was a lot of dirty dishes. There was tiki torches everywhere, champagne bottles in the pool, maybe some broken glasses, but like you threw a party at your house. That is what happens. Like also you left you, So you're just leaving people to do whatever they want. She left when, after the girls were naked in the pool, like she knew that it was becoming a frat house and she just like left them to their own devices. What you think these girls who are so drunk and rowdy are going to start cleaning for you?
0: Yeah, and you know what, even if they weren't drunk and rowdy and, like, they were just having a, a nice evening, you left and there was, like, a whole dinner party to clean up, where, where was, didn't she hire help? Yeah, no, was or if it's, everywhere?
1: if it's important for you to have a clean kitchen and that the dishes are done in the morning, like, then hire help, like, like, Dorinda said. Yeah,
0: like, t- Ramona's expectations of everyone and the way she was talking to everyone, specifically Leah, because she's, like, the new girl and she's younger than Ramona. I think Ramona feels like she can talk to her like she talks to Avery. Like, it was just so disrespectful, and I just didn't understand what her expectations were. Like, you put out this feast for 15 people, and you didn't, you didn't keep the, the housekeeper. So, like, who did you think was going to clean it up?
1: Yeah, she thought that the girls were – she thought that they worked for her. Like, because they're, they should be so grateful that they're staying in her house that they're also, like, um, housekeeping. Gonna put in sweat equity. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the party at where well, it wasn't a party, it was just a girl hangout where Leah showed us her drunk self and it was so fucking funny. I was literally like shook laughing. Like I couldn't believe that they one, they all jumped in the pool butt naked. I can't believe that Leah got Tinsley to be butt naked. The throwing of the tiki torches, the screaming in the kitchen, like it was. So funny, and obviously, like I'm, I'm curious to see what happens next week. Like, because you know, some apologies are gonna have to be made. But it was just crazy. Like, Leah is so like I understand why she chooses not to drink sometimes. I mean, in in given the the environment she was in, like I didn't think
0: she was being that crazy. I guess there isn't that much she could have done just sitting in someone's house in the Hamptons. But like, she was a little loud and annoying. But like, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, she was on the same level as
1: Sonia. No, I didn't even think she was annoying. Like, I thought she was genuinely hilarious. The only thing that she'll have to apologize for is, like, she was really going in on, like, Sonia and Tinsley and Mortimer and Morgan, and she said on Watch What Happens Live last night that, like, she was just getting to know these girls. She didn't understand, like, all of that history stuff that there is with them. So now she doesn't feel that way, but then she did. So I just feel like the next day, like, you're judging someone so hard based on their name, the way they – and she doesn't like to be judged either. So that's the only thing she needs to apologize for. Like, everything else, it looked like the best night ever.
0: Totally. And like, honestly, I feel like her and Sonia next week, like get more and more further apart from being friends when I actually feel like they could be really good friends.
1: Yeah. But I think they're just like caught up on these like preconceived notions of one another that eventually they will knock down. When they were juxtaposing between the conversation going on in the kitchen with Dorinda and John and Ramona, and I was just like, could not be less interested when outside there was like the best party ever happening. It was just like- It was really frustrating to like, anytime you went back in the kitchen, I don't even know what was said because I was just like, do you not know what's going on outside? Get in the pool. Yeah. Ramona
0: was basically saying that she knows many people who have gotten um, John to ask for their phone numbers, even though John's in a relationship and these girls were in a relationship. And it's just annoying because now we know that Dorinda and John are not together. So Ramona like probably feels vindicated. But what she said was like fucked up and mean, especially when like Dorinda wasn't being combative at all. Like it was literally just out of left field.
1: Yeah, Totally.
0: Um, Luann is just like getting less and less interesting. I do think it'll be fascinating to see her journey back to drinking because I, and I've said this before this season, I didn't really think she was an alcoholic. I think she was someone who got in trouble for alcohol and like gotten put in timeout and was like having, as I would too, I would have a hard time being in timeout. Also, if all my job revolves around doing cabaret, filming a TV show where all the women drink. So I don't think that she's an alcoholic, but I get what she means. Like it's been a long time. Like just, you don't know what, what the timing is supposed to be like.
1: Yeah. And like, she's doing so well in her, in her life. It's like, do you want to bring in that variable? It, it's probably, yeah, it's probably nerve wracking, but eventually we know that she does. Yeah. But she's and- boring right now. So
0: she, her, like, she's not cutting it. Like, and not that I want to say like only drunk Luann used to cut it, but like, she used to be like funny and dramatic. And now she's just boring.
1: I just think she thinks maybe that she's like the new Bethany. And Bethany used to, you know, come for the day, sleep at her own house, do her own thing. Um, and it it wasn't like Bethany was getting crazy drunk. So I think she just thinks she doesn't have to work as hard and that people will just want to see her because she's Luann Deliceps and she's cabaret and she all she needs to do is show up. Um, but that's just not the case for her.
0: No, I don't think that it is. Um, I just love Leah and we're I feel like I'm learning so much about her, like last night's episode, and then after watching um Megan McCain talk about her. Like it's obvious that she's like super woke. So like her and the tiki torches, which is like obvious cultural appropriation, like she was not into. I just No, love- she
1: said on on Watch What Happens Live she was so mad about the tiki torches. Um, and she thought it was obvious. And Wendy McClellan didn't the boy agreed with her, but Andy didn't know and I didn't know either that it's like a symbol of Charlottesville and like the white supremacists were using tiki torches. And so like that's why she like was so angry about them.
0: Oh, I just assumed it was like Hawaiian cultural appropriation.
1: No, it was about Charlottesville. Oh, that's not obvious at all. I mean, to two of them it was, and and then to other people it wasn't. But then I Googled it immediately, and it's, like, very much a prominent thing. And I think also in, like, her drunk state, that's all she saw.
0: You know, that just sucks because tiki torches are a really effective way to, like, light up a backyard. Like, just just outside the symbolism, like, when you think about it, and, like, you're in a dark, like, backyard, and you, you don't have electricity, like, it really is a fabulous way to, like, light up a spark.
1: Yeah. And I think that also when I was like doing some research about tiki torches, I think they help with mosquito repelling. So that's yes. like another added bonus.
0: Yeah, that sucks. I'm, I can't say that if I ever have a backyard, I won't be using tiki torches because they are just so effective, but I will know the, uh, the symbolism behind it and I will
1: disagree with that completely. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, anything
0: else on Rahoni? no just fabulousness oozing it was good like I had a lot of skepticism about the season especially given the first episode and comparing it with the first episode of Beverly Hills which was like stellar but I'm feeling good
1: yeah I'm feeling good too I loved this episode I thought it was like batshit crazy it was it was great it was like now Leah's like full-blown housewife cast member I love her so much
0: me too. Um, we're going to talk about two Out to Handle, which is brought to you by OkCupid okay very appropriately. If you haven't heard about OkCupid okay yet, we're here to tell you why you should give it a shot in 2020. What a lot of people don't know about OkCupid okay is that they have really changed the game by asking you the most thoughtful questions so that they can learn more about who you are and what type of person you're looking for. The more questions you answer, the better they are at finding you matches you have something in common with. Some of my favorite questions from the OkCupid okay dating profile are, About how long do you want your next relationship to last? How do you feel about the 2020 election? Are you a cat person, a dog person? Do you listen to podcasts? Are you a toaster? And OkCupid actually works. It's the most mentioned dating app in the New York Times wedding section, which is a fabulous statistic. OK Cupid is the only app in the world that can match you on a range of issues that you care about from whether or not you're a dog or cat person to how you feel about climate change. Stop the mindless time on dating apps and go to the app where you choose what matters. OK Cupid is free so we don't have a code or URL for you guys. Just download OK Cupid today. Go on a great date this week and then tell us about the great person you met. We'll come to the wedding and I'll obviously sing and become ordained and officiate. Too hot to handle. So, last we spoke, you were, like, hating Harry, and you didn't feel any particular way about Chloe. Now, having finished, I would love to hear your thoughts on both those characters.
1: So, I think that Harry really grew throughout the process. He matured a little bit, and I, by the end, obviously, I completely ship him and Francesca, but I would ship anyone with Francesca because I'm obsessed with her, her personality, her looks. Like, she's just one of, she's just an it girl, you know? She just has it. Like, the show, the entire show revolved around her, and, like, she, was, she wasn't even trying to be involved, you know? No,
0: I actually heard that she was, um, right after the show, she was put in the hospital for chronic back pain from putting the entire show on her back.
1: Yeah, exactly. So when she, like, wanted to be with Harry, then I was fine with him. And you could see that he grew and, like, but the thing is, like, he really did throw her under the bus in that first episode. Like, there was no, there was no, like, he said, she said. It was, like, he, it, like, we have the footage. It was completely him. He threw her under the bus, like, and Nobody that, that would have... Nobody believed her. That would have really pissed me off. So, like, I was kind of annoyed that, like, they just skimmed over it, you know? But I'm sure they've dealt with it since, and she has posted on Instagram. They are still together. So...
0: There are a lot of people who think that they're married, because this show was filmed in April 2019, and there's, like, a picture going around of him and Francesca, like, eating lunch, and he's wearing a wedding ring, like, on that finger, and it's, like, a silver band. Um, I don't think that they're married, but it's not the craziest thing, because, you know, I actually... When I... when the show ended, I'm like, he definitely, like, grew up a little bit. But, like, he'll go home and, like, go back to his fuckboy ways. And, like, this eventually obviously won't work out because he lives in Australia. But he moved to L.A. She still lives in Vancouver. But that's obviously, like, a better commute. Um, and I really feel like the show works for him because he's now been in a two-year relationship. Oh, no. One-year relationship.
1: Also, like, she's the most beautiful girl, like, I've ever seen. And it's cool to see, like, an Instagram girl on TV. And it's like, wow, she really looks like that. Like, she, from every single angle, like, no makeup, makeup, like, she is just so stunning. So I feel like once he's, like, dating her, like, And he goes out and say, he's like tempted, like what other girl is going to look any better than her, you know?
0: And I just love how much time she and Haley, like just spent in that makeup room. Like that's every time she was filming a scene, Francesca was in that room, like doing her makeup. And I think that's the only room with air conditioning. That was just the vibe that I got. And I would have stayed in there the whole time.
1: I really like Haley, even though she was totally grumpy cat. Like she just like, what? Me too. I just yeah. I wish, but I was glad that she wanted to leave, and then she left. Like obviously, there was nothing there for her. Someone who really took up time and space on the island was um, Matthew Nicole. Jesus. Like, who were you gonna say? Nicole. She made it till the end
0: without ever kissing or having a single connection, and not being funny or interesting at all. She didn't deserve the money. Re- like
1: that's bullshit. Why? Why didn't she like have any sort of connection with anyone? Because nobody, by the way, no one was interested in her, and that's
0: fine. But like, when the last second to last episode, when Lana came on and sent home Corey and Madison, she should have sent home Nicole, and she should have sent home Bryce.
1: Yeah, but like, I guess they did. They did try in this process, but like, it's not their fault that or their person wasn't there for them, you know. And like, I feel like Nicole made a lot of really good. I think she was everyone's friend. I think they would have been really sad. Also, it's the difference of a few thousand dollars. Like,
0: the whole thing at the end was so stupid. It was a letdown like the money was such a big deal in the beginning and then towards the end when they got like less and less money and then we're realizing more people were coming they were splitting it like at the end of the day it wasn't enough money to keep people from doing stuff and the attitude of everyone in the house like went down like when fucking chloe kissed Corey, like they had no connection like he was brand new and she just like kissed him because she was horny like everyone was like it's fine it's cute but like when francesca's like actually dealing with real feelings between kells and harry like she's the devil like anytime she did something people were so rude but then like sharon and Rhonda did it and they were like oh it's so cute
1: and I just want to say sorry Sharon your name is Sharon (laughs) no here's the thing when Sharon and Rhonda do it it is cute but like there was one kiss that Chloe had I think it was with Bryce that was never even mentioned by Lana like it was like she's so irrelevant that she didn't even care to get like roasted by the group um Chloe was annoying she didn't bother me as much as she bothers you for some reason she didn't bother me, but like the fact that she's everyone's favorite, like that's what bothers me. And that one, that's no, what she's not. Feel- Look at the Instagram followers, she's not everyone's favorite.
0: Oh, that's true. But Francesca did have a leg up because she said she had like 400,000 followers before she started. But yes, I agree. I just she's at like- 2
1: million. Oh, really? she's at yes, 2 million. One, and last time I four. checked, Chloe, Chloe's at 500,000. I just thought Chloe was so annoying. Think of me, none. Think of me. Like, I just, I just thought she was so annoying.
0: And she was always on the wrong side of history. Like, when she was cu- fucking coming for Francesca for going on a date with Corey, like, what the fuck does Francesca owe you, bitch?
1: Yeah. I mean, that guy, Corey, was, like, such a loser. Um, to be honest, that group of three people that
0: came on the boat was, like, honestly, a boat <laughs> straight from Loser Island.
1: They came on the Loser Cruiser. <laughs>
0: Except Layla. What was her name? Lydia?
1: Lydia. Lydia. Yeah, she was – I mean – I don't know much about her, but I just know she's a woman of taste because David is the the finest catch on the island.
0: I couldn't believe David was having such a hard time. Like, Ronda turned him down. Chloe turned him down. I just couldn't believe, like, he's actually, like, Immediately, once he found out what the show was about, like, he really pivoted into maybe trying to, like, dive deeper. He didn't need any, you know, um, convincing to, like, start this journey. Like, Harry did and Sharon did. Like, he just immediately dove head first. And, like, no one liked him. And, like, he couldn't catch a break. And then he ended up with, like, Lydia massaging his ass, which was fine. But he he didn't find that deeper connection. And that made me sad.
1: Yeah, that made me sad, too. But I'm sure – I think he had a good time. And I don't know. Um, So, overall, I liked the show – I thought the premise was, like, a little stupid and not really fine-tuned enough, and I don't know how they would do a season two because, like, everyone now knows the rules that it's, like, a sexless island. Um, but I, li- I really liked, like, the, ca- the initial first cast. I th- but it was... Without Francesca, the show is nothing. I totally agree. Are Sharon and Rhonda still together?
0: They have been posted on Instagram. I have no idea, but there was an embargo on everyone's social media since yesterday. So last night at 12 a.m. is when... um. Francesca and Harry first posted because they weren't allowed to post literally until Wednesday of this week
1: yeah that makes sense
0: yeah um I don't know who's still together and I liked that it was international too because um it added an element like in love is blind like it made it so easy for everyone like if we were to be together we live down the street like it added a level of like seriousness to it um but justice for Kel's
1: but I also don't think the show was meant to form, like, lasting relationships. I don't think that's what they were interested in doing. It was more so, like, putting temptation in front of people and seeing if they could go without it and then just, like, going home to their regular lives. Like, it's not – like, Love is Blind is, like, we want marriages. Same with The Bachelor. Um, but this isn't a show about love. It's just a show about, like, temptation.
0: I was curious how they were um, monitoring whether people are, were masturbating in the shower.
1: Yeah, I feel like there were definitely ways that people could get away with that. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think it's believable that, like, not one person masturbated the entire time um, because Lana never called them out. The sleeping
0: arrangements were very strange. Like, how there was only one room for boys and girls and there wasn't even enough beds. Like, people were double bunking. I saw at one scene Bryce was sleeping on the floor.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like in Love Island. So basically, I think a lot of the show is modeled after Love Island. Um, But one of the things is that basically every week you pick your partner for the week. Um, It's the person that you obviously have feelings for. Um, Sometimes it's just friendships, but you have to sleep in the bed with that person every night. So I think they just like did Love Island bunks, like one bed for every two people. I think some people probably wanted to sleep alone and therefore Bryce was on the floor. Also, at one point, there was more than 10 people there. So... interesting okay Mm -hmm. um i liked it i don't know if we'll get another season because it was like one of those social
0: experiment vibe type things but um i thought it was good and now i follow francesca on instagram
1: i follow her too and i thought it was good it was like i it was yesterday was the first day in quarantine that i just like watched tv right after the toast and just spent the day watching tv and it was really enjoyable this weekend i think i'm finally gonna watch money heist season four i've been like saving it to have something to look forward to. But I think this weekend is the weekend. Money Heist is really good. If you've never watched, I'd recommend.
0: Um, Not my vibe. I'm just probably going to peruse YouTube for things I've already
1: seen. Yeah. No, I wasn't saying if you've never watched. I was saying to the toasters. Sorry. I know better. Like, I would not suggest that for you. You wouldn't like it.
0: This is the end of our episode, but if you're looking for more content, we have tons of episodes available on our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash toast. And all of our Toast News Network released new episodes this week. So Olivia did an episode with Andy Grammer. Lauren Elizabeth did an episode with Claudia Salusky. Um, There's just tons of stuff. Margaret Joseph's had a new episode. Raven and Alexis had a new episode. So head over to the Toast News Network Instagram if you're looking for something new to watch and catch up on all of our TNN shows. We love you guys so much. Please follow us on Instagram at the Morning Toast. We're almost at 2 k that's our show. Thanks so much for listening to the Morning Toast, Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe, give this video a thumbs up. we also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts, podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places, wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast, leave five stars, a five-star review about a beautiful-sounding spot we are. We love you guys so much. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and stay s- indoors. Bye.